Hey, hey, Trish Jenkins here. And today we are going to talk about outsourcing your fun. And that is going to save you some money. <laughs> Join me. The strongest prison bars are in your head. Leaders and teams, it's time for a jailbreak. Okay, pools, boats, horses, we love them, but they're expensive. They have one thing in common, it's like showering with $100 notes. It can be. The only thing better than having a pool is having neighbours with a pool. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. So too with horses, especially with horses. So having a boat Having a boat is not as much fun as using a boat. You've got trailer registration. You've got all sorts of things to do with the, with the boats. At one stage, my dad had five, which sounds impressive, but some of them were ones that he just couldn't part with. And I must admit, when he parted with Snoopy, which was the boat, little speedboat that we'd had since before my brother was born, since before I was seven, what was I, four, five, when he parted with that, I, I may have shed a little tear. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, yes, I did. So what can you do? What you can do is maybe rent a boat a couple of times a year. So depending on how often you take it out, if you're busy and you're not getting out in your boat very often, maybe a bunch of your mates can get together and you rent a boat. And you might rent a better boat than what you might be what you might normally afford to keep. In fact, when we were doing real estate uh, in a big way, for a long time, our tenants actually lived better than us. So there's another tip. Now, this isn't necessarily to do with fun, but then it frees things up to have some fun. It's actually It actually makes more financial sense very often, not always, but often to be a tenant and a landlord at the same time. How does that work? Well, when you're a tenant you only pay the rent and that's all there is. You don't have to pay outgoings. You don't have to pay rates. You, you might, well, you're going to pay your power bills. That's fine. But when you're a, when you own the house, you've got all the extras that you've got to pay for. But when you're a landlord as well, so you're renting a house that is, well, depending on where you are and what the economy is like where you are, quite often you can, for the money that you pay in rent, you'll get a better house than what, uh, your mortgage repayments will be. That may be different in depending on where you are. So you can be a tenant enjoying a style of house and you can own a rental property where those expenses are all tax deductible against the rent. Now, yes, see a professional for how it works for you personally, but just think, how can I do it a little differently? Now, I'm going to show, let me see, what else did I have here in my notes? I've got my notes on the screen here, so I'm not sort of looking away, but kind of looks a little bit like I'm doing that, but that's why. Okay, cost of renting a boat might be better for one day a couple of times a year, might be better with your mates than owning one all the time. Young adults in cities often find that it can make more sense to get a taxi. Remember taxis or that other company? well there's a few of them now but sometimes they're uber and sometimes they're other things but 
for some people in cities, it actually doesn't pay to have a car. You can actually, the, the getting around in a, in a hired car can actually be better value. So you've got to think we don't have to own everything. It's kind of a, it's an old mindset because that, whatever it is, that building is going to be there long after you've fallen off the planet. It's, so what you're experiencing is the use of it. Think about it that way. Uh, let me see. So think about how you use it. How is it going to be paid for? And how can I minimize the cost? Now, I had an adventure. A couple of weeks ago, I was in Bunnings, which is, a, if you're not familiar, it's a large hardware store, returning something, chatting with the lady behind the counter. And I don't know how we came up talking about horses, but we did. And she said, oh, are you horsey? And I said, oh, my goodness, I miss it so much. And she said, well, I need someone to ride with. Would you like to come around? Well, I went around, we hit it off, and I fell in love, not with Jill, although that's a lovely, warm friendship that's developing, but I fell in love with this fella. This is Angus. He is a quarter horse Arab who needs someone to ride him. He is, his, Angus is a Scottish name. He's a redhead. He is my four-legged Jamie Fraser from Outlander. So we'll just leave it at that. Those of you who know, you know, that's why I'm in love with this big boy and he's just lovely to ride. I don't own him. I bring a few carrots. I bring a few apples. Maybe, Jill, I'll bring a treat. Maybe I'll buy a, a, a bag of um, that uh, molasses barley, that other stuff, all that stuff that you, that you feed them when they're being good when they haven't broken into the feed shed and taken everything apart. So this is Angus and I get to ride him and I've been riding him almost every day, almost every day. The last riding place I went to cost $65 for a two-hour ride. To make $65, you've got to earn $130 to replace the $65 that you've spent. Think about that. And it's on a horse that could could be of any kind of temperament. It's not yours, and you've got to. You, they won't let you canter because they're worried about their insurance quite often. So anyway, this was a huge blessing. I got to do this, and it was just a little prayer that I put up last year. So, oh God, I miss horse riding. It'd be really nice to do that. I've got this blessing. I don't know how long it will go for. We're, in, we're enjoying the season, but I tell you what, Jill doesn't mind owning him. And I'm quite happy to help her out with the writing of him. I just wanted to slip that photo in just to show you. So, because <laughs> because he's just lovely. And I will stop sharing that. Here we are. And that's pretty much it. So I think about how else can I access this fun so that you don't get lumped with all of the responsibility. Cars, boats, horses, what else? What tips do you have that have helped you to enjoy something without, and I'm, legally, legally, uh, that you've been able to enjoy. I'll tell you something about travel, about expenses. A lot of my speaker friends are making more money than they did before because they're presenting virtually and not paying for travel. And it's not just even though a company might pay for your travel and put you in a hotel, it's a whole lot of extra time. You, you fly to a city, you usually fly in, like I do, I always fly in at least the day, the day before, I don't go in on the same day as the function because anything can go wrong. Go in on the day before. You've got that time of preparation, getting to the airport and all that, and being in the in the in the airport, waiting around, flying, and then travelling to the hotel and then waiting around and, and different things. Now, 
I'm on Zoom, I'm on GoToWebinar, whatever the platform is, I still get paid. And no, I don't charge flight and accommodation anymore. Uh, don't have to. But some speaker friends of mine are saying they don't want to travel anymore. Then they're just going to say, look, no, no, I'll just do it virtually. It's just as good. And that's their model. Me, I love travel. I'm homesick for Europe and the United States and I want to get back to Fiji and, and we're also, oh, I don't want to miss you out. But, you know, there's been Mexico and Thailand and South Africa and wherever else, but I'm open to it. If you've got an organisation that needs someone to speak to, if you've got a church that needs preaching to, contact me and let's talk and see what we can do virtually. And as you can see, it's well presented. It looks good. You, you're not, uh, I'm looking at the camera. I'm not looking down. It's, I know what I'm doing when it comes to a virtual studio. It's, it's all here. I can sit down, stand up, run around, screen share, all that stuff. Little plug for that. All right. Bless your heaps and I will talk to you next time. Where are we? There's my outro. Next time, tomorrow is our last day of doing resilient finance. Also, in a few hours, I'm going to be doing an interview with Steve Katchik uh, on resilience and he's got an amazing story. So uh, just be wherever you are out and about, that's coming up. So uh, look forward to interviewing him and he's doing that. He's not flying to Australia. I'm not flying to England. That's where he is. And that's why we're doing it uh, tonight for me, morning for him. All right, bless you heaps. Have a great day.